the chicks this morning. How do you sleep at night here on 2VM? It is tw- uh, 18 minutes to 9 o'clock. And joining us every second Wednesday is our federal member for Parks, Mark Colton. He joins us on the phone this morning. How are you going, Mark? I'm well, thanks, Cameron. I'm actually in Canberra this week. Uh, Parliament's not sitting, but uh, I had a, a, mountain, a mountain of work uh, to deal with uh, here with my ministerial responsibility. So working out of Canberra this week. So, uh, But, uh, you know, uh, good. Had a, just had a month uh, around the electorate, uh, covered most of the towns, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's good to see things look pretty good. And that's good. Still no COVID-19 cases as far as I'm aware of, so hopefully it'll no, no, stay that way. We, we are doing well, uh, yeah. and uh, but, um, you know, I think we do need to remain vigilant and uh, yeah. just follow that basic advice that we've spoken about before, and... Uh, and I think we'll be okay. Um, but uh, as we've seen, when it gets away, uh, like it has in Victoria, um, even the communities in Victoria now that aren't directly impacted uh, by the by the uh, virus are actually impacted by the other economic effects. And so, um, you know, it's a it's an insidious uh, situation um, that yeah. it has impacts where you wouldn't even expect it. So now we're doing well, and we need to keep it that way. Yeah. And you've got an update for the Regional Connectivity Program. Yeah, so uh, last week uh, I announced that applications uh, are open for um, the Regional Connectivity Program. There's 50 to $3 million there, Cameron, and the idea of this is to look at innovative ways of delivering um, broadband and voice in some cases uh, to areas where um, you know, the NBN isn't quite doing the job. So it might be an industrial area, uh, on the edge of a town, it might be a, you know, a, uh, uh, it might be a high intensity. You know, it might be a horticulture, it might be, like, you know, like an orange orchard or a cotton farm, uh, or, or uh, you know, other, uh, you know, uh, areas of need. And so, what we're looking for is um, sort of more innovative models uh, of delivering communications mm-hmm. in the regions. And so, uh, uh, you know, we've done very, very well with the. Of our Black Spot program, we've got over 1,200 uh, base stations funded through that program. But uh, technology is changing all the time, and uh, you know, around Moree now, we've got a lot of people receiving broadband through uh, another provider with Steel Solutions. Uh, now, sort of out as from Copper Creek right out as far as Mungandai, uh, doing that job. And so, we are looking uh, at, at where to next. Uh, uh, we understand that regional Australia has a massive need for data, and um, you know, one of the misconceptions, Cameron, is that you know regional Australia sometimes lags the cities. Uh, but when it comes to communications and the use of data, uh, the, the regional areas, particularly agriculture, is actually cutting edge uh, of what they're doing. From uh, you know, from monitoring soil moisture to uh, uh, using uh, you know drone technology to uh, you know to monitoring. Uh, you know, um, electronically monitoring livestock. So uh, all of these uh, new innovations require connectivity. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm encouraging uh, whether it can be, you know, um, maybe local councils in partnership with a communications company, could be individual companies uh, in, in conjunction with someone who could deliver that program to uh, look at uh, uh, if there's an opportunity. I know I'm speaking to one of my towns uh, that look, is looking up at putting uh, a Wi-Fi, uh, you know, in a, sort of one of the more remote towns with a large uh, Aboriginal population, looking at a, a Wi-Fi uh, uh, service for the town. Um, those sort of things uh, that are 
haven't been done before we're looking at. So understanding that communications is, is, is a right, it's not, not a luxury, and uh, mm-hmm. we're looking at the most effective way of delivering that. Well, let's hope it gets delivered soon. It sounds like a great plan, and also Council's got some more money. Yeah, so uh, just uh, recently, because part of the uh, coronavirus, uh, you know, the COVID-19 impact on, on the country, uh, we've gone to local government, uh, 537 councils around Australia, uh, to uh, re- receive grants uh, for the local roads and community infrastructure program. And so councils now uh, are looking at uh, how they might um, spend that money. Some will put a... Uh, majority on roads, some will put part on roads, uh, looking at other community infrastructure uh, that provides uh, local employment, but, but long-term benefits to the community that, um, that last well beyond the works program itself. And so that's on top of the $2 million uh, of the last couple of years that the councils in my could have received um, yep. uh, to deal with the drought. And so, you know, local government is an important partner with the federal government when it comes to trying to... Uh, to put a stimulus into uh, each and every country town. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been really uh, pleased to see that the councils in my patch um, are picking projects that are going to make a real difference. Oh, that's, that's great news indeed. And also, NADOC Week is coming up. Can you tell us a bit more about any updates with that? Yeah, sure. So NADOC Week this year will be held from the 8th to the 15th of November. Uh, <laughs> and there's some money available there for... Uh, grants to help local communities to host events and other activities. And so um, uh, I know that uh, particularly uh, in Moree, uh, the NADOC week is, uh, is a very important uh, a part of the, the calendar for the year. And I know that uh, uh, groups in Moree look to the funding to, uh, to help them uh, uh, organise these events. And so uh, that, that uh, opportunity now is now open, so I would encourage... Uh, any of the groups in Moree that are looking to celebrate NADOC Week, uh, that is, they, uh, uh, there's quite a long website address, but if they just go onto my um, uh, website, uh, they'll find the link to that, uh, and I would encourage them to uh, uh, apply for that funding and, uh, and make sure that uh, we celebrate NADOC Week, uh, you know, in the appropriate way. No worries. And do you know what's going to be discussed in Parliament when it reopens, or...? Uh, look, there'd be a... It's, uh, so it was announced uh, yesterday that Parliament will open in two weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be, some, I think, some issues to overcome uh, with regards to um, politicians who live in areas with a high level of infection. So uh, there is obviously going to be a lot of work around that. But, yeah, so there's a, the budget has been delayed this year. Normally it's in May. Uh, this year it will be in October. So there's a lot of legislation that needs to be dealt with prior to the budget. Uh, mm-hmm. And so uh, the, the, I would think a lot of the bills that will be coming in will be to do with uh, with finance um, and to, to make sure that we can uh, deal with the very changing circumstances that the Australian people and the government have found themselves in. And so, uh, you know, we could not have possibly con- conceived this time last year uh, of what we'd be dealing with and the impact uh, not only on the Australian population but on the government uh, and yeah. our finances has been quite severe. And so, you know, there's, there's been legislation around uh, some of these policies that have been spoken about, the extension of, uh, of the job keeper and job seeker and those sort of things that we'll yeah. all need to be dealt with uh, uh, through Parliament.
Well, let's hope it recovers next year. Thanks so much for joining us today, Mark, and uh, all the best for when you go and sit in Parliament or in two weeks' time, and uh, look forward to speaking to you later on. Okay, good. Thanks, Cameron. Always good to chat. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.